0: Welcome to the Self-Care Tarot Podcast with me, Kat Crawford. A podcast that uses tarot to delve a little deeper into self-exploration, enhance your journaling and aid with spiritual development. Welcome back everybody to the Self-Care Tarot Podcast. I hope you're all well. I hope you all had a lovely week. I am a little bit late this, uh, this week just because... I wrote a podcast episode and then I was like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to recording this. And then it all, like my enthusiasm and motivation just disappeared. And I was like, do I want to force myself to sit down and record a podcast when I'm not really feeling it? And then I thought, no. So I just left it a couple of days. I wrote a couple more scripts and yeah, then I was like, oh, I feel motivated again. Give me the mic. So yeah, but I don't know about anybody else, but this last week has been an absolute struggle bus for me. I don't know whether it's because we had like the bank holiday or what is going on, but I am not really just very motivated at the moment. But yeah, I don't know whether I'm having like a flare up or what, but my fatigue has been next level and I've just been like, I want to do nothing. I just want to play The Sims and eat share bags of m So that's pretty much what I did. But um, yeah, thankfully, we've just had a second new moon at the end of April. So we're starting another fresh cycle. And I'm also about to head off for a long weekend where I'm going to get a massage and I need it desperately. So that's what's been going on with me this week. But um, yeah, I did a massive energy cleanse, this week for Beltane. It was Beltane on the 1st of May, May Day, which is the pagan festival that celebrates the midway point between spring and summer. And it's also one of the most fertile points in the year. So a really great time to plant some new routines and clear out old energy and let new things grow in their place. So really nice, refreshing time of year. And because I did a big clear out both energetically and also in my office, if you follow me on Instagram, I posted a little Insta story where I was like, haha, I have space now in my office. This is amazing. But I just felt refreshed. And I think that's probably why I kind of felt like, OK, I can sit down and film, film, record, whatever, another podcast. So, yeah, I've refreshed myself. And yeah, today we're going to be looking at the Hierophant. I thought, why not go in big with some major Arcana cards this week? And I have a very love-hate relationship with the Hierophant (laughs) because sometimes its meaning comes across really easily to me and other times I'm just like, what are you saying? But when I was trying to think of the perfect card to help me address what I wanted to address in this episode. It was the only one that felt fully aligned and fully able to help me say what I want to say. So in today's episode, we're going to be using the Hierophant to help free up some more mental space so that we can expand our perspectives and allow our threads of thinking to wander and explore places outside of our normal everyday thought patterns so we're going to be jumping on the philosophical train philosophical Philosophical train uh yeah that wasn't how you say philosophical philosophical train in this episode one of my favorite trains to jump on i love a philosophical train so (laughs) let's let's just get into it before i have to say philosophical again Hierophant. (laughs) What can I say about the Hierophant? So back in the day when all of our society revolved around religion, this card felt um, a lot more tangible and direct. So if we were alive in like the 1300s when the church like ruled everything, I feel like the meanings that this card represents traditionally would be a lot easier to understand than in these days, with these modern times. Because depending on your beliefs, it may be a little bit trickier to comprehend than if you, you know, are very familiar with things like Christianity or Catholicism and stuff like that. So it took me a very long time to understand what the Hierophant meant to me as a personal individual person because traditionally he is illustrated as a bishop who is the keeper of religion and traditional values and laws and I'm pagan so this kind of very christianized representation just didn't really resonate with me and I really struggled to read the card whenever it came up it I just usually if a card comes up something will pop into my head but very early on when I started learning tarot I was like nothing nothing is coming up in my head I just see the hierophant and I go and what I don't what is happening what is going on and that was until I started thinking about it in this particular way so if the emperor and the empress are the divine masculine and feminine of the material world then the hierophant and the high priestess are the divine masculine and feminine of the spiritual world so the hierophant is the authority of the spiritual the one that governs our morals and values and the actions we take because of our morals and values and stuff and the High Priestess is our emotional spirituality, so our intuition, our kind of deeply rooted beliefs about ourselves and the world around us and the universe and, and being very open to the unknown and exploring that. It also helps me, when I get the Hierophant, to think of the major arcana cards as people. So I always imagined the Hierophant as sort of a... kind of like a philosopher... Um, student type teachery person like Aristotle or someone like that. So someone who's always questioning the meaning of life and trying to find their way through it and understand it a lot more. And the high priestess, more of a spiritual teacher, like a a yoga or a meditation teacher. So someone that doesn't, doesn't really feel like they need answers specifically, but just wants to feel part of something bigger and just wants to go with the flow and kind of follows that intuitive messaging that they they get from inside so that would be more high priestess energy so when i was listening to lots and lots of podcasts last week when i was being lazy and not actually recording my own podcasts (laughs) i found um a new favorite podcast and it is called pulling the thread with elise lunan and I think she's American. I don't know whether she's Canadian. I don't know, but she's from that part of the world. (laughs) And um, yeah, I was just kind of wondering, when I was listening to Elise and all the people that she had on her podcast, I was like, how do people, like, how do these people think so deeply about life? How do they come up with these philosophical ideas? When do they have the time to just think about life and just sit there and not doing anything and just thinking like i wonder what's happening in the universe right now and and it made me think of the hierophant because that's basically his job so people go to him for answers so he has to carve out the time to think about those things on a grander scale So that he has the answers for his followers and the people that come to him for kind of divine guidance and wisdom. One of the things that the Hierophant really encourages is to question the little things and find meaning in things that people would never normally think about. And so when I was doing nothing (laughs) last week and being lazy, and it was awesome by the way, I do not regret a second... It gave me a lot of time to really explore that Hierophant energy and and really look into that guidance that the Hierophant can offer to you. So if you're not a very philosophical person or you're not kind of someone who really thinks about life in a very deep way, it may seem like a waste of time questioning life and asking seemingly insignificant questions but Something that I've found in those fleeting moments where I have allowed my mind to just wander and and not focus on the material world and what's happening in my own life, it's not as overwhelming as I thought it might be. It's actually very calming because it gives my mind a break from anxiety and planning for the future and thinking about money and all of that kind of stuff. So it also adds this extra level of mindfulness, but also gratitude to your life. Being able to allow your mind to take breaks from the things that you would normally think about every day and just allow it to kind of float off into the universe and, and think about things and look at the world from a very... Um, Bird's eye view perspective. So, a prime example of this for me would be when I read an article in Breathe magazine, and I absolutely love Breathe magazine. It's just a really nice, eclectic mix of art and culture and philosophy and psychology and all of that good stuff. So, I was reading an article in Breathe magazine and I read this probably a good few years ago, I think it was pre-pandemic, and I still think about it all the time, but it was all about forgotten sounds. And the premise of the article was that there are sounds that, for whatever reason, have now either gone extinct or you just don't ever come across them anymore. They're not, like, a normal part of everyday life. So, for example, there'd be sounds that only people alive in, like, the 1600s would have ever had the chance of hearing. Or people who were alive in the 1970s would hear things day-to-day that we wouldn't usually hear today, like, in our day-to-day. So, as a 90s baby, a familiar sound for me when I was a kid that I never hear anymore is the sound of like a tape rewinding and that could be like a VHS or um, an audio tape or like the dial-up internet weird sounds that you used to get or the sound of when you like leave the phone off the hook if you had like a manual dial phone (laughs) if you left it off the hook it would make that kind of weird beepy sound but the thing about this article is that I never allowed myself the chance to think that deeply about sounds before and at first you'd think well like why would you what would be the point it doesn't actually get you anywhere but then you start to appreciate the sounds around you that you have in the present and it makes you think about sounds right now that you love hearing. So there might be a bird singing outside that may one day go extinct and never be heard again. So why wouldn't you appreciate every second of what you can hear right now? So the point is being able to think really deeply about seemingly insignificant things is extremely important to how we interact with the world around us. So basically fighting against this epidemic of apathy to reconnect with the finer details of the real world. So something we are very quickly losing grip on. And we need to be able to create that time and create that space to literally just think and not think about, What am I gonna do next? What actions am I gonna take? What are my plans? What's my future? Like, Just think about whatever your mind gravitates towards and allowing it that space and freedom to be able to do that. Hello, my dears. I just wanna quickly jump into this episode just to remind you that if you do want a tarot reading one-on-one with me, I offer two different types of tarot readings. So you can have a video call with me where we talk for an hour we do a 10 card reading and we just basically go over everything that the cards are telling you or the guidance that they're giving and also working out a plan of action for you after the reading as well or if you want that but you're not keen on those video calls you're not a big zoomer then you can get an email reading which is a little bit cheaper but still packed full of all the goodness of a one-on-one reading Plus, if you are looking to do self-care tarot for yourself, you wanna read like me, you wanna read like we do on the podcast, then you can head over to the digital shop on the selfcareemporium.com. There will be a link in the show notes and you can grab your self-care tarot workbook. And that is a really detailed workbook that will help you start to read the tarot in a very self-care, self-developmental way and it is just £11.11p because 11.11, 11, it's meant to be. And yeah, so if you want to check that out again, the links will be in the show notes. And that is it for all my promotion, and we're going to get back to the episode. So let's go. So why is this mental space becoming so important for well-being? And... We are always talking about self-care. We talk about self-care on the podcast. It's literally in the name. But a lot of the time, self-care is kind of seen through a lens of what can I do for myself? Like what actions can I take? Can I book a massage? Can I, you know, pick up a book and spend some time reading? But we very rarely think about our mental well-being and this self-care that we need to give ourselves mentally, which isn't always taking action on something or doing something specific. It's sometimes just allowing for for rest and, and silence and rest. So there is a real beauty and a calm that comes with just not knowing and accepting that you will never know something. There are things that even scientists don't specifically know anything about and not knowing is okay and it is something we are quickly losing the ability to do because we have every single answer we could ever want right at the click of a button so why should we use our brains for questioning things like why should we give ourselves space and time to think very freely and without boundaries and without borders or tethers when we can literally just go on google and be like what is the meaning of life? And someone somewhere will have written an article about what the meaning of life is. So we don't have to think about it ourselves because somebody is telling us that information. And what I realised when I was thinking about this episode, ironically, when I was just talking about not thinking about things, that most of my mental space is taken up with work. Like I wake up and I think about what tasks I have to do for the day. So during the day, I'm thinking about what tasks I'm doing next, or I'm panicking about not earning enough, or I'm planning new projects so that I can earn enough, or new projects I could work on creatively, or thinking about admin, and then at the end of the day, I'm thinking, what's for dinner? And then whether there's anything good on TV, and then, oh, what to do next? Maybe I'll play The Sims, or or should I read a book? or And, and it just kind of on and on it goes it never ends it's a constant running dialogue in my head kind of like narrating every single day so there is no mental space at all to just think of things to have ideas pop into my head or have questions pop into my head and and really think about them or anything like that there's no room like there is so much going on in there there is no space for anything else And when I do eventually carve out that time, usually with meditation or, you know, just literally lying on my bed and listening to music, I find that I feel a lot freer, a lot more connected to the world around me, which as someone, because I suffer with um, disassociation quite a lot, So where you kind of feel very spacey, like you're in a movie or like you're not fully in the present. So it is rare for me to feel (laughs) very connected to the world around you. And you would think doing things in the world, like physically touching objects and being able to see and smell and travel and all of those things, you would think that all of that would make you feel connected with the world. But sometimes what it can be is just a distraction from what is going on inside your head. So there's so much more to your reality than what is literally in front of your face. And so being able to take a step back out of that, that real world, that kind of physical material world, and just allowing yourself to mentally let go of control, that can often help you feel a lot more grounded in the moment, a lot more in flow with the energy around you and and the energy of the universe and the world and your life and other people. And it just, it has so much going for it. There's so much nourishment in that, that we have kind of lost the ability to really do. Like, there's a reason why a lot of philosophers were around in the very early days when there was no technology because they had nothing to do. There was either think of life and the world and the meaning of life or there was, you know, go riding on a horse or go for a walk. Like there was nothing to distract them from allowing themselves to think about these things. And so now we are so distracted and so turned on all the time, that we have lost that ability. So like I was talking about earlier with this sound article in Breathe magazine, giving my mind space to run free and go where it wants always leads me to a better understanding of myself and my life and what I love, what I dislike, what I want, what I don't want. And exploration in all its forms is essential to positive personal growth. And that doesn't just apply to actively working on yourself. It also applies to passively working on yourself to let your body just be natural and untethered to move and shift in a very organic way without you controlling every aspect. And I think that's also why yoga is also something that really helps me because you're learning to go with the flow physically. And so taking these kind of hierophant lessons and guidance and allowing your mind to do the same kind of thing like mind yoga in a way that that should be a very natural part of taking care of your overall well-being. So how can the hierophant help us be more adventurous with our thoughts? So one of the key elements for me with the hierophant is the study of the divine. So, making space for spiritual development, questioning what we've been taught by society or by those around us, or basically just to find our own unique beliefs and values that makes us who we are as individuals. So, as someone that practices witchcraft, when I sit down to document something in my book of shadows, that is me challenging challenge challenging? Not challenging. I don't want to do that. The channeling. <laughs> channeling the hierophant. So I'm making time and space to just think and question and explore and you know allow myself to to ponder and to wonder. So also if you have access to my online grimoire on the website. Then every time you read one of the resources or explore a new subject, that is a Hierophant moment. So you are prioritising the questioning of what you already know to help expand your consciousness into areas that you've never been before. So the biggest gift that the Hierophant gives us is the ability to ask the question why and ask it of anything and everything. And what I've found is that people that often despise the Hierophant, and I've had clients that absolutely hate the Hierophant when they get it in a reading, usually that struggle to accept the guidance of the card, it often means that people, those people in particular, 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 they are people who need answers and they need proven, definitive answers. They need facts and figures and data and all of that in order to believe or accept something. So that's why the Hierophant remains illustrated, I think anyway, as a religious figure, because it is a card of faith in the unknown. So it doesn't offer you concrete evidence or solutions. It asks you to basically come up with your own interpretations of what is happening, what's going on in your life right now. So this can be very frustrating as well if you are someone who who's very analytically minded or is that kind of I need to see it to believe it kind of person. And that frustration that you can often feel becomes resistance, which then becomes a wall that blocks any kind of philosophical thinking. So if you are someone who is very data-driven and very data-based, it can be difficult for you to then allow your mind that space of flexibility to roam and go on adventures and think of brand new things and think of those tiny details in, in a in a deeper way. It can be really hard to do that because you're not allowing your your mind to open up to the unknown and to accept that there are things that you may not ever have concrete evidence for. So yeah, it can be very frustrating for a lot of people. And I have definitely been frustrated when I've had the Hierophant in the past, um, you know, because he's basically been like, hey, figure it out yourself, (laughs) which is never what you want to hear. You want someone to be like, here is how to fix your problems. And the Hierophant does not do that. (laughs) He's not a very hands-on person. He's not going to help you fix what you want to fix. He's going to help you to think of things in a much bigger way, um, which often has its own special rewards as well. So being very open to the Hierophant when he comes up is extremely important. (sighs) So with the journal prompts this week with the Hierophant, they are going to probably feel a little bit different because we're not going to be quite as rigid with the prompts. So I really want you to think about how often you give yourself time to just allow your mind to wander. And there is a reason why we have what we call shower thoughts, and it's because we don't have to be anywhere when we're in the shower or the bath. We just have to be where we are. So our minds freely wander a lot more because we are relaxed. And what we want to do is to really explore these shower thoughts with the hierophant to see where your mind can lead you and not necessarily where you can lead your mind. So your mind is really going to decide the direction that we're going in. So prompt one, what I would like you to do is sit somewhere where you won't be disturbed and just sit there for about two or three minutes. Then pick something, either an object that's in the room or a sound that you can hear or a smell or whatever it is that maybe the feel of the carpet or the bed linen underneath you. Pick something that you would normally see as very insignificant and not pay any mind to it. And then write that down, write what that thing is in your journal. Prompt two, write down any words, phrases, thoughts, all of that, that come to mind when you think about that thing. So do a big like brain dump onto the page, get everything out there. Think about what memories do you have that might include whatever it is that you've chosen to focus on. Does it remind you of anything else? What connections do you have with it? When was the very first time you encountered that thing? Like, really let the mind conjure as much as possible. So really just throwing everything that pops into your head down onto the page. And prompt three, now think about the things, what you've chosen, that thing, think about its place in the world. So if it's an object, maybe think about when it was invented, where, why does it exist? Why was it invented? Why is it there? You know, what is its purpose? How has it changed the world if it's a particular object? Or who else has experienced this thing? If it's a sound, who else could have possibly heard this sound? What reaction might they have had? So also think about is this thing something that could disappear in 10-20 years time? So has it always been in the world or will it have a clear beginning and an end? So keep asking as many questions as you can think of and follow any train of thought that might pop up when you think of an answer for something. So really just paying attention to any tiny thread of thought or intrigue or creativity that might come up and really grabbing hold of that and following it to the end and then grasping around for another thread following that and really just allowing yourself to go wherever the mind wants you to go and ever since i started doing this after reading that kind of sound article and allowing myself time to think really deeply about seemingly insignificant things I have found that I can find a deep appreciation for things I used to completely look over. And it adds an extra layer of gratitude for the world around you, for the privilege you have, for all the things in your world that may not be in other people's world. And so hopefully doing this little exercise and listening to this episode has the same impact on you as that article had on me. I hope. That's what I'm aiming for anyway. (laughs) But these prompts that I've just given you, they're not very linear. They're not kind of structured in the same way as we've done previously. They're more jumping off points rather than actual journal prompts. They're more an invitation to... Explore whatever your mind comes up with instead of guiding your mind in a specific direction. So really have fun with it. If you want to do this visually, if you want to draw, do that. That's awesome. If you have another way you kind of want to express these prompts, do that. Literally listen to your intuition on this one and really just follow whatever pops into your head and give yourself that time to just explore and yeah, just get experimental with with thought. So that is it for this episode. I hope it all made sense because I was writing it and I was thinking this is just me sat rambling, but I suppose that's the whole point of the podcast really. this This episode is to be able to give yourself time to ramble if you want to ramble, (laughs) even if you want to ramble to yourself. So that is it for this episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to sign up for the self-care tarot mailing list so you can get weekly updates of all the new episodes and the prompts as well. So I send you the prompts to your inbox. So you've got them there whenever you need them. And yeah, if you enjoyed the podcast and you continuously enjoy the podcast, please head over to your podcast platform. Leave me a review and a rating. That would be absolutely amazing. And that is it. I will speak to you in the next episode. Have a lovely week, guys. I'll see you soon. Bye.